aka Patters. We're talking best in class right now, and it, technically, it's also first to market. It's Superman the movie, 1978, and you're listening to AKA Pads Audio Audacity Podcast, and I'm your boy, Peter A. DeLuca, and this this is my dream world where I, I just dump everything I know about some of these movies, and I pour my heart, and, and, and I crack my bones and drip the marrow into your ears when I discuss movies, and uh, we're in the middle. Well, maybe tail end of what I like to call thanks flicking these are the films i'm grateful for and i'm telling you this movie every single time but let's just get through that intro welcome back welcome back welcome back okay what do i mean <laughs> like when when i say every time every single time i watch this movie a single word uh comes to mind and I then like that word, uh, like almost like drifts away when we get deeper into the. Uh, I would say almost like third act of this movie. I it, this is relatively a four act movie. It's structured very much like a made for TV movie, which is why there were so many different versions of this movie when it comes to what the networks did with it. Meaning when they would air. Superman the movie on network television they would always add scenes and there was just all these multiple versions uh, floating around until there was like the super version like a three hour long version and uh, that's right now called Superman the special edition cut and that should be on Amazon Prime you can you can, you can stream it for like 12 bucks I have yet to sit down and watch that movie in its entire like entirety. Now, most of the time, I I back the uh, director's vision, and but there's some movies that I like so much, I just want more, more, and more of them. And there's some movies that were kind of like on the edge of being really good, but they they fell. Like, you know, they, they slipped up. And just to give you some of these examples, I'm going to get back to my word, just so you know. Alexander the Great, Oliver Stone. There's three versions of that movie that exist. One of them has a shot of working, which is the longest version. Because he's building this world. He's showing us so many things. And there are so many different relationships in that movie. Uh, more is good. Kingdom of Heaven, the really Scott cut. That's the one to watch. Uh, Aliens, original. I don't like Alien Special Edition. I do not. Blade Runner, I hate to say it, original. I hate every single version of that movie that comes out. I feel like we're not done with Blade Runner. <laughs> we're just not done with it. There's always a new Blade Runner cut coming. And even now, we have Godfather 3, Francis Ford Coppola's cut, and we have Sylvester Stallone working on Rocky 4, making a Rocky 4 cut. So, this idea of um, playing with something that's great. Uh, you know, people kind of always focus on Star Wars and Star Wars Special Editions. I don't mind the Star Wars Special Editions. And here's the reason. Because I never took Star Wars seriously, ever. In my life, I never felt like it needed to be 
messed with, but at the same time, once I got it, I was like, I'm like, cool. Like, give me more X-Wings, uh, redo this song, more Boba Fett, uh, Jabba the Hudson, the first one. Like, let's let's go, kids. I, I don't, I seriously, and I know it's unpopular, I do not mind the special editions. So, this movie, Superman 1978, has so many different versions, and here's the cool thing, okay? From what I've seen from some of these other versions, they all add to the mythic quality of this movie. Now, there's only one other movie, in my mind, that compares to Superman 1978 when it comes to mythicness, and that's the natural Robert Rifford. The beginning of that movie is nothing less than mythic. The beginning of this movie, which is, in a lot of regards, most movies, because it takes us some time to get to Metropolis. But when we're on this, uh, like, quest, but it's almost like we're on this, like, understanding of who this guy is. You know, like, what the blood that beats through his, his heart. I really feel like that was the intent here. The intent for Superman was to show us how he could be infallible, how he could be rigid, how he could know the difference between right and wrong. Now, I will say this. Moving forward when it comes to the Man of Steel uh, storytelling, that those ideals that I just described will forever be chased and corrupted by future storytellers. Uh, even Zack Snyder, even though... I absolutely love Man of Steel. I feel like if you were to update Superman 1978 and you needed to put it in front of the face of a modern audience, uh, hope no more than what you got with Man of Steel. Because what you don't like about MOS, you are nitpicking and we're not discussing vision, intent, effectiveness. You're crying, you're howling at the moon. Next conversation, moving on. Few movies strike me as this. I mean, the the death of his father. I, I'm just dealing with the death of my father. Like, holy crap. Uh, there's a scene where, like, after his father dies, it's him and the mother, and he's telling his mother he has to go on a journey. He has to leave her essentially in her time of need and they're standing in this field and there's 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 nothing on the horizon only the horizon and that scene you know with a john williams score is far more meaningful and impactful of luke skywalker on a hill in some alien world looking at two round suns in the sky it really is the scene where clark kent discovers that he needs to in effectiveness like discover himself he needs a pilgrimage he needs to go to mecca it's powerful it's there everything regarding krypton in this movie is just epic it's epic and alien a little bit familiar but it's and i say familiar just because we have actors but if it wasn't for the actors, Krypton would be completely alien. Just the, the way, the idea, 
that they uh, laid out of how that world works. Yeah, you know, it's almost like the peak of some some of the, some of the uh, schlock sci-fi from the era that took itself very seriously. Something like Rollerball or Logan's Run. The the Kryptonian scene in that, or the Krypton scene in that, shouldn't make any sense and shouldn't work. But it's taken absolutely seriously. The intent for that is seriousness and yeah like we like it's almost like we're being if you don't know about the mythology of the man of steel when we watch superman 1978 we're being introduced to these wild alien worlds like right out of the gate and the only way for us to have a like for it to impact us later okay is if it's serious i don't know I love it. the The music, the the opening of this movie, the the way how it sets up the sequel, Superman one and two are essentially one long movie. Now, there's also a Richard Donner cut. Speaking of cuts of Superman two, that is in my queue. I have it's been in my queue for like a year. I haven't watched it yet. I've been very laxed and and non disciplined in that only because like. I, I'm always afraid to watch an updated version of something I really enjoy. Superman 2 is is as good as the first one. It's, you know, maybe not as a uh, mythic. But then again, it doesn't have the origin of Clark Kent. Excuse me. So this movie, I, I rank this as the greatest superhero movie of all time. It's also somewhat the first superhero movie of all time. That's what I mean when I, in the intro when I said, like, you know, Best in class and first to market. This movie has yet to be beat. It has yet to be topped. Because it there is no other character like Superman. Superman is the greatest character when it comes to comic books. You know, his slow evolution. And now we're dealing with like a, um, a destructive deconstruction of the character. Where no one really knows what to do with with him anymore they don't know how to act they don't know what types of storylines to put him in uh they forget what he stands for and because of that yeah i mean this movie becomes more meaningful it becomes more important (coughs) now i made comments before about Zack snyder and what i feel like his his collective his overall his big arc vision was for his man of steel which I completely back. You know, he he wanted to portray the Man of Steel in a way um, of too perfect. You know, like no one would trust him, so he needed a, a, a trigger, like a, an element to make us want him. You know, to make us want help. And he, yeah, I think he effectively does that even in the newer Justice League. You know, even though we're getting here, we go. Another version of that movie's coming. <laughs> it's 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 madness. It, the the struggle between vision and product is is so uh, prevalent when it comes to to big time movies because no one cares about alternate cuts of movies that are low budget. <laughs> Bigger the budget, we need multiple cuts. There you go. <laughs> the more money you spend, the more popular your movie becomes. We want alternate cuts. We want alternate takes. But no, so, the, but whenever I watch this movie, 
uh, I really am like transported. My mind wanders. Um, you know, like I, I, I mull it over. Uh, I love the the flight scene with Superman and Lois, like because it, it kind of even indicates that the Man of Steel could be a little bit psychic. Um, he 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 could be a little bit more aware on that level, even though it's not there. It's not understand. Uh, it's understated, and they never quite go back there. But it's it's pretty much there in that scene. Uh, it, you know, like when I'm talking earlier about the third act. Look, when when Lex Luthor puts his uh plan, you know, when he when he reprograms the bombs and does all that, this is the uh, this is the worst part of this movie. That's the only time that this movie feels like it slows down. But um, dare we even say that Gene Hackman is still the best Lex Luthor like ever? Uh, it's amazing that uh, no one has stepped in those shoes. Now, you know, I like Jesse Eisenberg and, and him, but it's not quite this Lex Luthor. Like, it, you know, like this maniacal, um, you know, this idea that he's living underground and he's he's living in like a, a like a, a, a Shangri-La, like underneath New York City. No one knows he's there, but they're looking for him. Like, it's really cool stuff, you know, and that's the stuff you would expect from a comic book supervillain. This movie knows what it is. It has perfect intent and it's it's still the best and sometimes i want to sit down and watch the best and i put on superman 1978 everyone i cannot be more thankful for this movie until next time our final we're, we're going to wrap it up with fifth element i love you and goodbye